Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is episode 63. It is your stepping in as host, front host today, Kevin Costello, joined by my partner in crime, the usual host, but who is taking a backseat step today. How is it going, Anthony? It's going well, going well. I'm trying to avoid um, the rain again today. Florida loves doing its casual mid-afternoon storm, but I'm... Mm -hmm trying to manage right now in my car so we'll uh we'll play it by ear if we start hearing loud rumblings we know it's rain <laughs> well how's anthony danger... oh how's everything in danger bay as danger bay is good i was gonna say that you've uh you've survived plenty of storms while recording on this podcast so i hope that today is no longer different yeah danger bay is doing good and let me tell you what a awesome weekend of racing that we just witnessed from the return Dude. of formula one to the first ever Cup Series, Xfinity Series, mixed with IndyCar doubleheader and mm-hmm. some intriguing storylines throughout every race. It was it was a good time to be a race fan. Felt like the first true racing weekend of the year. Uh, it was fantastic to actually have like full scale racing back from multiple different series, especially with the doubleheader with Indian uh, Xfinity. That was awesome to see. Um, you know, maybe the IndyCar race. Might not have been the most exciting because the, the indie teams are mad scientists when it comes to their strategies, but the Xfinity race blew everyone away. If you enjoyed the IndyCar race, you must have had an absolute blast then with the Xfinity race because that was maybe one of, like, I don't know how Xfinity keeps topping itself every week, but it's it's definitely my favorite um, NASCAR series at the moment, and it definitely is continuously um, more and more exciting, it feels like, every single week. Yeah, I came into the season thinking Xfinity would probably be the weakest just because, like, it's a lot of, not necessarily pay drivers, like, there are some, but just the equipment gap, like, there's 10 teams that can, like, Mm -hmm. compete for a win every week, and just opposed to, like, trucks or cup where there's, like, 20-ish, and then you see what they've been able to put on, yeah, like you said, week in, week out. On on new racetracks, albeit with the first time with the Indy Road Course, they put on, Mm -hmm. I, I think, the best indie race of the weekend i'm really hoping and we can get into this in the future that we continue to see the indie road course like for nascar not just xfinity i mean i think that there's 
like going off of what you said last week with the Watkins Glenn doubleheader and how everything's going right now, I think that maybe <laughs> we could do something a little different that might be a treat for the fans because also what Indy proved and Penske proved is that they are able to flip a track overnight. It's possible. So, but let's get down to some business, Kevin. I know you had something really exciting that you wanted to talk about first. Yeah, so we, uh, the the way this formula that we have here usually goes is we'll talk about NASCAR and then IndyCar if there's it, and then we'll give F1 a joking F1 minute. But I think <laughs> F1 deserves the headlines this week. I mean, it's... Wow. (laughs) It's unbelievable that we've basically, it's our character development on the podcast that we went from basically shitting on F1 because Herder Lewis Hamilton won again. Yeah. Oh my God. Like nobody passed for the lead. And that was probably the most exciting race of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when we first started this podcast back in um, spring, winter of 2019, February. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first spring in Florida, the first six F1 races of that season were complete snoozers. Mercedes won two. And then towards the end of the season, we're like, okay, you know, the parody is getting a little bit better. And then this year with all the unknowns, we're like, okay, we're pretty hyped. And man, did Austria deliver. That was so much fun watching. There's so many things that happened in that race. I mean, I, I don't even know really where to start. It's like there was so much drama throughout the field. There was so much adversity it felt like the leaders even though they were the class of the field they never really felt like at any moment i was wondering are one of them gonna like like have to pull off to the side because there's too much damage to those gearboxes it was so interesting there's so many storylines going on and then not to mention the best part about it is the podium we got at the end oh Mm -hmm. hold on one second my cousin's here and he brought the puppy Oh, oh all right puppy break Hold on. Uh, well, no, no, no. We can keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll just say hi to her in a second. But um, yeah, no. I mean, dude, I, I feel like first of all, I feel terrible for Max Verstappen. It's either like sink or swim for him in Austria. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had the highs, the highs, lows, the lows, and now back to back years, and it's for for Red Bull that weekend had to just be a giant kick in the nuts because you come yeah. in not only to your home track. But looking into a shortened season with a doubleheader, with a really good car back in testing, and you're thinking, okay, this might actually be the year that they get back to the whole 2013 form, a.k.a. their last uh, world championship. And then, yeah, Max Verstappen retires on lap 12, oh, yeah. I want to say it was. And then right after that, uh, it looked like <laughs> Albon was in position to win that race. And then Dude, I thought he just, had it. He... I felt like I was so I was watching the race with my uh, my two buddies and one of my buddies' dad because we stayed at their house for Fourth of July because you know you never want to drink and drive and we got up watched that race and we were all like in unison watching Albon make that move and I was like wow I didn't know you could pass there we're like oh yeah let's go ah like exactly with the Red Bull garage and yeah that was my my mind Austria man. Yeah, my mind immediately, and I'm sure it did for all the F1 fans out there who watched Brazil 2019. I mean, it was not exactly a mirror, but just the parallels of it suck. And I think this one was a little worse. I thought Albon in Brazil kind of did that to himself because he took such a wide arc into the corner. And I I didn't think Lewis deserved a penalty on Brazil, if I'm going to be honest. Um, Like Albon. Just good clean racing. 
Yeah, but like no, this one I don't think Lewis did anything dirty by any means. But no, he just didn't give him enough space. And in Formula One, you do have to understand like these are multi million dollar cars. You don't want to cause any incidents, and you don't have to. It's it needs to be avoidable. Exactly, and like he he never stopped turning the wheel right. And I don't even I, think he I opened the wheel, so. but like he had Alex had the position, and as a yeah, six time champion, I don't like. I, once again, I don't think Lewis did anything inherently wrong but i do think he deserved that five second penalty and as a result of that five second penalty we had possibly the most exciting last lap that i've ever seen in <laughs> f1 i mean it was your pure time trial for for lando i don't know where it came from but oh my god he was I, screaming i have literally watched his last lap on board 10 times since he did that i mean what a he said not only to, to cut that gap to just under five seconds, but to get the fastest slap of the entire race. That's beating out the Mercedes, yeah. the Red Bulls, and the Ferraris. Not the Ferraris and super good anymore, but still. That, what an also, accomplishment. It's also the fact of the matter is that if you're if you were paying attention, like um I think Hamilton set the fastest lap three laps prior to that. Then Botos on the coming to the last lap. And then Lando was just like, hold my beer, I got this, and just absolutely shattered it. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. It was such a good last lap. And honestly, I, I was so happy for Lando at the end of it. Like, a driver like him who I feel like we all just were absolutely groaning when he had a fifth-place finish at Belgium last year in his hands and coming to the last lap, the car quit on him. And the poor guy is just screaming at his team to finally stand on the podium. I mean, this could be Lando's, like, coming out party right now. 2020 could be the year we start looking at, hmm, this Lando Norris guy could be something, like, interesting to watch in the future. And he is. I mean, oh, my God. The weirdest thing for me about it is we know how comparatively young I am to everyone who comes on this podcast who's here, you know. Like, I'm a 21-year-old who just turned 21, still in college. Lando's younger than me. That's and still like, ridiculous. Man. Usually, usually there's a little sense of jealousy by me. Just it's like, oh man, someone younger than me, like doing stuff that's cool. But like Lando yeah. is such a good guy from what I've seen. I, how do you think I feel? Turning twenty six <laughs> <know>, right? this year. <laughs> <laughs> like Lando's such a good guy from everything I've seen throughout the last year and a half or so. And like he, I I could not be happier for him. And he, <laughs> the, the, my my favorite part is like his his reaction after he's like screaming all over the radio he's like all right guys gg is like a true gamer um that was an epic gamer moment it was an epic gamer moment it's a shout out to lando shout out to austria for just providing one of the coolest mm-hmm. f1 openers of all time and the greatest part is we get to run it back sunday once again yeah so are they reverse so how are they going to set up the field is it going to be qualifying again or yeah it's it's like okay. a normal standard race weekend procedure three practices okay. of qualifying and race on sunday and okay, good i'm i'm honestly not expecting as good of a race just because i think that's going to be a hard race to top yeah but i think, I think it might we... be yeah. better for its own reasons if like verstappen doesn't fall out just because we yeah. can get like a good comparison on how good the Red Bull is to to the Mercedes. That Mercedes is obviously the class of the field. Yeah. But how good well, we'll just especially... see what reliability is right now because yeah. you know, I mean, obviously I don't expect the same reliability issues. I assume whatever happened to Verstappen, I I think it was the fact that his like um auto stall was fucking up or something. 
Yeah, something electrical. It's, so it says electronics is the reason that he um he had to uh, retire from the race early. But basically, I mean, I don't expect that many issues. What I am curious is is how is Mercedes going to handle if once again Verstappen is able to manage running the full race? Like, what's going to happen there? Because obviously those cars were struggling midway through. They had to stay off the curbs, which is going to create slower lap times. And obviously you only get so many gearboxes throughout a season. I wonder what's going to happen um, come race day this weekend. So I'm definitely, definitely curious about that. Um, but yeah, I don't expect as many issues. Like, I mean, Haas F1 having just another <laughs> disastrous first race of the season again. Yeah. Um I don't expect racing point with um I mean it was unfortunate with Lance Stroll. I expect them to bounce back again. You know, Sergio Perez kind of fell off a cliff at the end and shouts out Carlos Sainz for a fifth place finish there. That's really impressive work for for him because you know not, he's definitely um you know he needs to show improvement considering he's going to be in Ferrari next year, but I, he's, he hasn't done a good job I think in the first race showing that uh he respects the Ferraris or at least <laughs> give them enough room. I mean, considering Seb and him, I know it was Sebastian Vettel's fault. Yeah, but I mean, still, it, it was very funny just seeing uh, uh, unnecessary drama there. Yeah, I uh, Sebastian. I I do feel bad because it is his what's looking like final season in F one, barring yeah. something crazy, and Ferrari's now in the midfield. It looks like <laughs> so. Yeah. It's uh I mean, yeah. I don't know if it'll be his last season. I mean, did you hear what um about someone potentially returning to F one now? Yeah, so I guess we'll get right into that right now. So yeah, um, Fernando Alonso back from the dead, going to his former championship winning team Renault, which is he's for for me like I don't understand completely why he's coming back next year, just because it kind of seems like a lame duck year with like the regulations getting pushed back mm-hmm. and i don't see him being super happy competing for just inside the points but like for 2022 with the over um with the rules overhaul i think that'll be a good year but i guess to get us you know just used to f1 and everything i think yeah. it's a two-year deal from what i saw i have no um, idea like what's going on here i thought fernando alonso was gonna do um indycar i thought that it was for sure that he would just do the IndyCar season, compete there, try and get something done. But it's like, no, I, I kind of want to come back to Formula One now. And it's like, I, but why? He's yeah. already 38 <laughs> years old. He's going to be like 40-something when he when he retires, essentially. like Yeah, I'm super curious. Like, this is like Michael Schumacher randomly just coming back to Mercedes for no reason whatsoever. Right. I'm super curious to see how he does the Monaco and Indy thing next year because they're not on the same weekend anymore. Oh yeah, I guess so. And and I know qualifying is I mean, obviously that's how you make the race. So like if he yeah, qualifies he to actually do that Saturday at Indy and he makes the top it's like the way with Indy is weird. It's like I think if you get a certain place you don't have to do it again on Sunday. Like Yeah, I you don't have to f- do bump day. Yeah, but like if you're fast enough too, you have to do it again on Sunday for the pole. So he needs to find that like sweet spot right in the middle. And then fly over yes, to Monaco. I'm a assuming sweet spot at Indy where you're mostly flat out. See, this mostly. is why I think McLaren and Renault should invest into teleportation technology. Yes, where <laughs> it would just make everything so much easier. I think that's probably where the money's been going, anyway. So why I, don't I feel they, like why we're don't they get just, that? 
why don't they just build Monaco right next to the Indianapolis track? Why didn't we think of that one? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, damn. Yeah, so to recap, that one's cool. Um, yeah. I'm excited for this weekend, and it's shaping up to be... I mean, McLaren right now is P2 in the constructors, and looks like they could potentially end up there, assuming Red Bull doesn't... Or well, assuming Red Bull not, keeps... Let's not jump to conclusions. I think that I mean, Red I, Bull just had a bad weekend. I mean, that's just Red Bull's yeah, style. But, it's like, but like, it's sink it, or swim, it feels like, all the time for them. Even Ferrari. I mean, McLaren looked like a better team than Ferrari, and I know Ferrari's bringing upgrades this weekend. Well, or... I definitely feel like what we saw from Leclerc was absolutely championship pedigree. I mean, to, oh, to finish in second place with a car, that clearly is not that good. I mean... That that yeah. was fantastic. Obviously, yeah, the cars he's competing against, the McLarens, the racing points, the Renaults, like or Renaults, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, I, I I don't know why I say it like that. The fact of the matter is that Leclerc is still a damn good driver, and he's like what twenty two. Like the, the the man is definitely. If I have to pick someone to be a dark horse for a championship, especially considering Ferrari's trying to upgrade at this point already, yeah, I'm gonna pick Leclerc to be the dark horse here, but. I think Botas early on from that race, like definitely, um, you know, has to be feeling good. At least that he's got one win this season. Can't yeah, take I mean, that away. He's got to be pumped. I mean, he he what he qualified on the pole. He's yep. about he's Led about wire three three I think the update um, patch that he got over yeah. the off season that everyone. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him win the championship. Plus, I mean, Lewis Lewis is Lewis. He yeah. he just. Lewis He's was like, playing with his food, it felt like, for half that race. Yeah. He was like, know. let me follow this guy behind. I don't want to cause an accident here. Mm-hmm. This is a tough track. I've already seen what happened with me and uh, Nico. Like, um, you know, just we'll, we'll, we'll play it safe. And then, you know, I mean, obviously he had more gearbox issues. And then the incident with Albon didn't help. But, I mean, yeah. you know, he also was catching Botas on the last lap. He, like, I, I felt like, you know, Botas was trying to let him go by almost. Just because it's like he knows he's gonna win the race anyways, so mm-hmm. why not just let him get ahead so he gets the podium at least? I agree. All it was, right, it was so. some team strategy there. So we'll, we're looking forward to F one this weekend. I think we uh, are. I think if it's if if you know everything plays itself right, I think this could be Verstappen's weekend. I would not be surprised. All right. So All right. So NASCAR across the pond. Yes, we had a phenomenal weekend of racing in Indianapolis and. I, I guess we'll just lead off with the obvious. I feel so bad for Denny Hamlin. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of drivers I feel bad for this weekend. Denny Hamlin, almost, him wrecking with seven to go, almost made me turn off the race. I didn't even, like, even with Matt Kenseth potentially getting, like, himself in a position to win the race, I knew there was no chance. It was going to be the Kevin Harvick show once that restart happened. Mm-hmm. I, I just was devastated for Denny. And I also, like, you know, I shit on Jimmy Johnson all the time. It feels like, like, definitely... I I definitely take some unwarranted shots just because he wasn't my favorite driver growing up. But, like, man, I was very, very sad for him, especially the racing community that does love Jimmy. It's like, that just sucks. It's one of his best tracks. He doesn't even get to go there in his last season. Yeah, I mean, we when we all saw the news, I was, like, it didn't really hit me at first, but then when you turn on the TV on Sunday, at least for me, that is literally the first ever NASCAR race, Cup Series race, mm-hmm. that I have watched live without Jimmy Johnson in it. Yeah. And it, like, it's crazy, man. Not that we noticed the 48 missing because it was only there for 12 laps before <laughs> the, the giant pit road incident, but it's still of like, course. 
it's it's always a guy that you look out for, especially in his final season. Like, oh, I hope he runs well today, and for him not to be there sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was rough, especially considering how close it was to race day, too, that the, the, the announcement came. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was really scared for whatever NASCAR was going to announce because, like, they, they didn't come out with it right away. Jenna Fryer tweeted out, um, buckle up, NASCAR fans. Um, and I was just like, fuck, they're going to cancel the season. That was my first thought. I was like, great. <laughs> it's over. We were having so much fun. And now they're just like, coronavirus is, is spiking or something. And it was like, nope, Jimmy Johnson has COVID. I was like, this is kind of like, like, I was like a little relieved. I was like, this is also the most predictable 2020 thing to happen in Jimmy Johnson. Like, it was just, it was rough to see for sure. And it was like, I, it didn't really hit me until really all guy was in the car. I was like, fuck, that really is just not Jimmy Johnson. Today. And it was the first time since 2001, basically when he was making like five starts, like out of order, like that Jimmy Johnson had not been in a race. And that's crazy when you think about it. Hello? Kevin, did I lose you? Kevin. Okay. Well, well, it's edit time. I'm in my car, um, so now I have to try to do this again. I'll just lap it. Okay. All right. All right. So what was I? Okay. So basically, I was just talking about like all guy in the car, I guess. Yeah. So all right. All right. So I mean, yeah. No, very unfortunate with Jimmy Johnson there. So we can jump into things. So I just want to say I feel like I I know obviously 2008 was really really bad like that was a really bad year for NASCAR in the Brickyard but this year I don't I don't know why like it's impossible to bring a good tire to the Brickyard but this one was just terrible like I don't know and I was talking to um someone who's like really close within the sport and he was just basically me and him were both agreeing that the cars because of this package which I can I could dive into this package all fucking day. <laughs> um, because of how the package is where the cars are faster in the corners, it's creating more abrasion in the tires because normally they go 161, 164 in the corners. They got to brake hard, yeah. um, you know, earlier braking points, stuff like that. They're going 174, 176 in the corners, essentially, on, like, fresh tires. That is way faster, and that is causing more abrasion. And basically, I mean... You know, we were seeing it left and right. Cars were just popping tires and hitting the walls at terrible angles. And thank God for the safer barrier, which also makes me question, why the fuck does Indy not have safer barriers around the whole track? I think it's just because of, like, the angles. Like, in the middle of the, I get the it, short shoots. I mean, like, if there, We have learned, Kevin, if there is a wall without a safer barrier, a car will find it. Oh, no, I, I agree. We've, we've learned that. I'm just saying, I think their thinking is, well, it's literally impossible for someone to hit here, which is never a good thing to say yeah. because that's how someone will hit there. But uh, my, my, my take on the Goodyear thing is this race reminded me a lot of the 2019 Coke Zero, or not Coke Zero, the Coca-Cola 600, where um, 
a lot of the Toyotas early on had troubles with tires. Yeah. And this race reminded me a lot of it. Like, I think of all the cars we saw hit on um, or blow a tire on the ground. Hendrick and, and Gibbs. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like minus a, Newman. The Newman was his, was his a spun out thing or was his, um, I'm pretty sure that Newman got it, um, blew a tire just okay. the way that it looked like, um, from like just the way the car looked. I mean, I could double check that, but yeah, yeah like most I, of it was Hendrick and Gibbs, and someone said, well, it was just their aggressive package that or aggressive setup that they used that was causing the blowouts. And I'm just like, yeah, but I mean, you can't deny the fact that cars are faster on a track that eats tires for fucking breakfast. Like, yeah, it's 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 a double edged sword because if you make a tire too soft, then people are blowing tires like we saw. Yeah. But if you make a tire too hard, people say, God, why do they bring such a hard tire? There's no fall off. And like, especially, yeah, with this high downforce and the higher corner speeds, Goodyear's even in more of a box. I, I don't want to yeah. put all this blame on Goodyear. Um, yeah, I don't mind. Goodyear does a good job. I don't think they do as good of a job consistently as like Firestone or Pirelli, just because we don't see random tire blows in F1 no, and IndyCar. We, 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 we see tires falling off of the car if you're Kimi Raikkonen. Exactly, yeah. But there's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely not the greatest weekend for Goodyear, but I don't think this is even comparable to the 2008 race. No, that... 2008 was still much worse. I mean, that was literally tires just straight up exploding. Yeah. Um, this one, definitely, though, I, I mean, it felt like every 25 laps there was a car blowing a tire, which, I mean, the pit windows were 30-something laps. I agree. Like, like right, w- right when they went back to green with, uh, I want to say it was like 28 to go, they were like, all right, the longest green flag run of the day is whatever. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't bode well for the end of this race. And I, I, mean, I was literally on my phone checking Twitter yeah. because I assumed Denny Hamlin was going to win that race. And then I look up and he's in the wall and I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, that was unexpected. You don't see the leader usually having issues no. like that, but I mean this year has really proven that it's not always safe to be in the lead. I mean, it's, it's definitely been contentious to say the least. And I, I will say, I feel like this package does Indianapolis absolutely no favors. We never saw a green flag pass uh, for the lead outside of a restart outside of like basically the first lap of a restart, essentially. Um, it, it just, I feel like the dirty air was absolutely just killing any run because I mean you look at how an indie car passes at Indianapolis. They use the two um the the, the short shoot as a um setup basically yeah. to like get the run, you get it in the fir- the first turn, you get the little bit of a run, then going down a short shoot, you really push and down the back straightaway, you get the you, you get the pass done and vice versa on three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have like obviously I think we're all at the point where we would prefer a low downforce. Um, I I don't think it was a like a bad race by any means. Like I think yeah, honestly, if you since look at indie standards, I mean, yeah, you know. exactly. Since twenty seventeen, <laughs> I've enjoyed every single race at Izzy at it Indy. Was, like, it was definitely interesting. I'll say that. I mean, Matt ends up finishing second. Yeah, I think whatever curse um, that Jimmy Johnson lifted when he went three wide while blowing an engine into mm-hmm. turn three that one year. That like I'm I'm glad he did that for us. Um, sacrificed himself yeah a lot of people say he was blowing an engine i think it was just the spirits of the track getting released as he was doing that and uh (laughs) but no i mean a good race tough for hamlin um and 
I know. I, I, I want to get into the argument later, but I just want to preface it by saying the Brickyard 400 should stay on the oval. The big and, machine hand sanitizer yes. 400 to you. And I, like, uh, about with the lead changes, like, we didn't see a, a single lead change in the F1 race. I don't think lead changes is well, what yeah. makes a race. And I do, I do agree that racing throughout the field could be better and should be better. But, like, mm-hmm. part of, part of Indy, same with Pocono, it's, it's a lot more than just like a like a mile and a half, like racing straight up because you can pit yeah. and not lose a lap. It's more about strategy, and that's why I love the race every year. Look forward to it just because no matter how bad, like in 2015 with that high drag package, no matter uh, how bad it is, at least there is a strategy element. Um, so I, I mean, with with the ratings especially, it showed that this was a hugely positive mood move for Indy to July Fourth weekend and. Well, I guess we'll see if it benefits both sides once we go to Daytona in August. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's Daytona. Daytona's never going to lose ratings. I mean, it's it's it's, it's well, Tulling and Daytona. You'd are, be surprised. Well, I, mean, I mean, okay, the, let's hype it like comparatively speaking uh, to how NASCAR is now. I I don't know. Like moving it into college fall season, even though that's like the weekend before college football gets going for yeah, everyone. Yeah, I was going to say, college football isn't even happening that weekend. You need something, that's the first weekend that college students come back. There's, yeah. It's before syllabus week. And I know for a fact that before syllabus week was the, the 14 days of drinking in a row for me, <laughs> essentially. It was like, oh, there's nothing to do? Perfect. Let's buy a keg. Perfect. Let's buy $10 liquor bottles and absolutely hate ourselves for the next... 24 hours that's what like, i'm saying like i feel like with with fourth of july i mean it's I'm that also weekend drunk on fourth of july I don't know <laughs> that's what, what i'm saying but i feel like it's for college kids like i mean i'm i'm obviously different because i, I love nascar and everything yeah. and like i'll watch that race no matter what but like for the generic person it's hey do you want to come over and watch a race or do hey do you want to go out they're gonna say let's go out yeah, um, I, okay, I get that, but I mean, you know, there's going to be, well, actually, it'll be in August, there'll be sports back at that point. If, that's you know, that's what I'm saying, so we'll, we'll, see how, we'll see how it works for Daytona, um, but yeah, going back to Indy, like, not only was it a, a, a pretty good breakout 400, the day before provided us the best race of the Indy weekend being the Xfinity Road Course race. Yeah, and I, so the Xfinity Road Course is fantastic. I didn't get to watch it live, unfortunately, because I was on a boat, but I'll let you take the forefront on this and the uh, the IndyCar race. Well, I, what I saw, those last three laps were phenomenal. Yeah, so I basically tuned into the last 15 laps of the Xfinity race. I was at a party with my friends. Um, I basically had to go off and just try and find a stream because they didn't have cable there, so I, I, I found something. And I was watching on my phone, and I was not disappointed at all. Um, we got a late race caution for Tommy Joe Martins, basically losing an axle on the front straightaway. From what oh, I no. can tell, though, the racing was really good. It was basically like um, Cindric Briscoe and Almondinger were leading the field, but they weren't too separated from each other. It was, it was pretty solid, honestly. And then um, was that Brad's came... fault? Um, we, 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 we can neither confirm nor deny whose fault that okay. was on the team. Um, but what I will say is Tommy Joe Martins has absolutely the worst luck and I just want him to succeed. Anyway, I, I so, agree. um, basically we get to the restart and it was between, um, a bunch of the guys, uh, Briscoe, Almondinger, and I believe Cindric was there too. And basically it never felt like anyone had the secured lead. Like every, there was... The restart had a couple lap or lap cars, slower cars who didn't pit, including um good friend of mine, Preston Partis. Shouts out P Money. Um, so basically you had those guys there kind of causing a little bit of uh, you know, 
we got a four wide restart. I'll put it that we got a four yeah. wide restart going to one. <laughs> Briscoe and Almendinger handle themselves pretty well. They start getting into it. Almendinger tried passing on the point of the track where you're not supposed to pass. Ooh. I'm pretty certain. So you know the S. I mean, Albon did that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the S's where Pagano uh, took the lead away from Dixon last year in the yes. GP. Yeah. So Almendinger was like, "I'll pff, I'll do it with a stock car, easy." Um, he did it twice. Didn't work either time, but he didn't. <laughs> neither of them wrecked. It led Cindric come back into it. Gragson was there, and then I guess with four to go, Briscoe ended up going wide um, on one of the corners, and I'm like, Briscoe's done. There's no way Chase is going to win this race. So I was incorrect. As they continued battling each other, it got more and more vicious to the point where with two laps to go, um, you basically had four cars going for the win coming into turn one, and somehow none of them wrecked. It was the best racing I'd ever seen, essentially. Some of the best racing I've ever seen in the Xfinity yeah. Series. The road course racing with these guys, they just keep putting on shows. And it's fantastic the way they do it. Like, I, you, remember, I don't, you don't remember Road America in, like, 2014 with, between Brendan Gaughan, Chase Elliott, and I, I can't remember the other. I think Michael Annette might have been in that or All Guyer. Brendan Gaughan won it, right? Yeah, Brendan Gaughan won. Yeah. It was one of the best races I'd ever seen in the Xfinity Series. This was on par with that. The breaking zones, they just kept pushing the limit without wrecking each other. And it was fantastic to watch. It was like V8 supercars um, level of racing. I was so impressed. And in the end of the day, um, they ended up getting a little squirrely coming onto the oval part of the track. And Briscoe ended up running away with it. But I had no problem with it because the racing was superb up until the last lap when Briscoe. <laughs> they still were racing really hard behind him anyway. So Chase Briscoe wins again. Um, looking like Chase is, is going for, uh, I think that was, what, his fifth win this season? Yeah. Chase is definitely coming out as the odds-on favorite to win this championship this year, at least from a win standpoint. He's definitely got enough playoff points right now to feel secure when he gets to the playoffs. But, of course, anything can happen when you get there. So, but hell, man, yeah. I mean, to hold off a guy like Sendrick and Almondinger at a road course, you definitely belong up there with them. <laughs> I agree. The thing that worries me about Briscoe is just if they get to or once they get to Phoenix for the finale, assuming everything, you know, is, yeah, is good and the schedule stays on point, um, is that it's not his best track and like all is really good there. Hella Brandon yeah. Jones makes the final four, he won there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really uh excited. That would be awesome. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Well speaking of Brandon Jones, he has not been having any luck. Uh car was on fire. Yeah, week before, you know, he he won the truck race for for what? Just to have bad luck and expanding. I don't know about this anymore. Pretty much, yeah. If I'm if I'm Brandon Jones, crew chief, it's like, okay, you're not going to win the points, um, championship. Don't worry about that. I'm going alternate strategies for the rest of the regular season and just trying to secure stage wins because that one playoff point, you get a couple of those, they add up, yeah. and that might be the difference between getting to the final four or not. Yeah, he definitely needs more playoff points. And that's definitely the case for a lot of these guys. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cindric obviously needs to get a win at some point if he wants to compete in that Final Four, because I feel like he'd be a, a good competitor at Phoenix. Um, you know, Gragson, obviously, he's a very aggressive driver, so I can't assume that his playoffs are going to be squeaky clean. He probably is going to need to get more playoff points at some point. Um, you know, he's been doing well, though, with that. And, you know, obviously, guys like Harrison Burton, um, you know, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Justin Allgaier definitely is going to need to show some improvement. The playoffs are going to be interesting in the Xfinity series. I think that the only one I feel confident about right now is Chase Briscoe. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys that can t- completely sneak around. I mean, we still haven't seen Ross Chastain break through yet. And I feel that like is I, true. I'm very, I'm a, I'm a Ross Chastain truther. I think that his time is coming. He'll, he'll break through and get some big wins, you know, but definitely it's got to come sooner than later because the playoffs are, are, are quickly approaching in the Xfinity and cup series. And who ends too. up with more wins this year, Ross Chastain or Scott Dixon? What, what do you what do you mean? I mean, Scott Dixon's already got one. <laughs> he has he has two. two now. Yeah, sorry. Oh wow, I guess we can. That, uh, that was jump right that, into that. Yeah. yeah, that was my attempt as a as a uh, transition right there. Listen, so Scott, Dixon, Scott Dixon's on a fucking roll right now. Scott Dixon is good at driving Indy cars. Let, let it be yeah, known. Scott Scott Dixon is third all time in the Indy uh, win list, and he, he's going to keep uh, pushing towards that lead right now. I mean, dude's already two for two this season. And it wasn't even close again. I mean, he took the lead with like a handful of laps to go and then ran away with it. The car is just so fast once he gets the lead and clean air. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this is the year of Scott Dixon. I mean, the Indy 500s in, uh, what is it, late August, early September? It is the day before classes start in the fall. And I am yeah, so, so excited I, to host a watch party up in Tallahassee for it. I'm, I'm very <laughs> jealous of that. Uh, basically, uh, I mean, Scott Dixon's got to be our favorite this year in IndyCar. He's, he's already shown that it, you can't really do much against him. Yeah. <laughs> Ganassi's on, on their shit there, at least. So that's one series that Ganassi's got it going. Although Kenseth almost... Almost pulled an upset. Yeah, so uh, other things that happened in the IndyCar race. Um, my boy Oliver Askew, unfortunately, lost Ugh. it coming out of the final turn. That was rough. I saw that on Twitter. And especially because yeah. he had such a good qualifying day. Um, I know. It was, so that was He He definitely showed some composure, though, while racing his teammate. You know, that could have been very dicey earlier on. But, um, you know, definitely shouts out Oliver Askew. He's going to be one to watch this season. I agree. And tough another season thing... so far for Will Power, I will say that. Simon Pagano, while he did not win the race this year, I think qualified 20th or way back he there, super uncharacteristics. Yeah. And then he ended up getting the podium, podium place. Yeah. yeah. A great that's run big, for that's, him. That's big time cookies for him because mm-hmm. he's, he's, I, I, Joseph Newgarden casually just running in seventh. I mean, he was the champion the last two years in a row, basically. Um, I believe that is correct. No, no, I'm sorry. He was the champion the last two out of three years. Yes. So he basically needs to have some kind of, um, an intervention to because Pagano is right now ahead of him, essentially in points. It looks like, and it, yeah, he's not looking like the champion that he was last year. So we'll we'll see. I'm I'm sure we'll see a bounce back from him. He's one of the better ones in the sport. I'm him sure. and Dixon are, are top tier. Um, shouts out Colton Hurd, a fourth in points right now. I was gonna say yeah, keep an eye on him. It's we've only had two races and we got two more races coming up this weekend. So if Colton Hurd goes on a tear and Scott Dixon yeah. doesn't have a good uh, weekend. Who knows? Dude, how about a uh, VK? Yeah, I know. He's good for him, man. Yeah. I, like, I don't know anything about him, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, no, he's been dude, running good. Um, when we had Phil on the podcast, our IndyCar guy, he was talking about uh, VK and Palau. And like he definitely was very high on Palau. Um, you know, he w- thought that he was probably going to be the um, better rookie. I, I believe that's what he said. But like, definitely VK is showing that he's got some speed in that car. So shouts out to him with a fifth place finish. That's huge for a rookie. Shouts out mm-hmm. Pato Award with an eighth place finish. Um, I think the weirdest thing about standings right now is Alexander Rossi is twenty third. Yeah, having a couple of bad races. Will yeah. Up to you, you know, I mean, he had a fuel pressure issue on lap forty one. That's not that's not a good start there for him. Um, ah oh man, poor Spencer Pickett. He was actually having a really good race. 
Yeah, uh, what happened to him? I, I saw from the uh, highlights engine, he was running engine good. With, engine with about six to go, looks like. Oof, yeah, tough. it's not what you want to see. Tough. And, yeah, we already talked about Will Power. Just he's not having a good season right now. So we'll hope to see a bounce back. But one driver that I was happy to see running well was James Hinchcliffe. He was running top ten a lot of the day. So, you know, good to see Hinchtown uh, doing doing something out there. The mayor of Hinchtown. Mayor of Hinchtown, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hopefully – I don't know how his season's going to work because I know he's not full-time. But if he can at least, you know, sneak around and get a podium, I'm, that, that's that got to feel like a win for him at this point. Yeah, yeah, Definitely for will sure. Show, it'll show the teams, hey, like, you know, give me a full-time ride. It, it happens, guys. Connor Daly is a guy specifically who that happened to where mm-hmm. he just got that shot and now he's getting a couple races this year in the 20 car, so. I did find it kind of funny how – in the um the Cup Series broadcast, they just randomly cut to Hinchcliffe, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know he was at the track." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's he's he's everywhere, man. He's he's it's it's funny to think that Hinchcliffe is one of the more popular drivers in any car. I keep forgetting, like you know, just his successes, but he's a damn good driver. Our boys not didn't race, I think. No, in this um, shit. Oh no, I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't think he's racing anymore. No. Oops. I mean, that's that's what you get for not being able to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. Shout out Matthias Least. Matthias Least, our favorite. <laughs> All right, so um, you, you teed it up earlier. What is your opinions on the Brickyard weekend? So, obviously, I think the package is stupid. And I wanted to just say I think that NASCAR should invest in a DRS system to make the straightaway speed faster <laughs> for the car behind. I think they can do it. I think they have the capability. DRS would be fucking hilarious. Um, but here's what I think they could do. Obviously, the Indy road course is a huge success. Wouldn't you say that, Kevin? Yeah, for sure. So, here's my idea. I think a cup doubleheader would work better Ooh. at Indy than it would at, say, Pocono or um, uh, Watkins Glen that you said last week. And obviously, I love the Watkins Glen idea. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that track, more than any other road course, deserves two races in a year. But here's the thing. If you can make your doubleheader unique, that is what could draw more fans to it. Pocono is Pocono. You're not going to do anything. It's a fucking triangle with five corners. And we haven't, yes. even, ha- we haven't even been ready for that conversation yet. But no. anyways... <laughs> um, Indy proved that it can not only host multiple series at the same time, but it can basically flip itself from a road course to an oval overnight, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. This could lead to a possibility to do a Saturday doubleheader with Xfinity and Cup on the road course. You do Xfinity early in the morning and you try and get Cup done before 3 o'clock so it doesn't rain. Uh, well, I mean, if it's on the road course, you don't have to worry about rain. Well, oh, thank you. something that we still have not yet seen it feels like since Mm -hmm. montreal so um or i guess actually did Watkins Glen have a rain race yeah the 2018 was yeah 28 no it was last last year i'm pretty sure anyways so yeah yeah, definitely i feel like cup can do um you know it's double header there expanding in and and cup on saturday and then sunday you leave it all to the brickyard. It's 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 all the brickyards day. You get the four hundred miles in there somehow. I don't think we're ever gonna get to see um, IndyCar is back with NASCAR the same weekend. I think what we saw was obviously very um, situational to the virus mm-hmm. um, happening, but definitely an opportunity that NASCAR did not swing and miss on because it was definitely a lot of fun. Even if the IndyCar race 
wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. If, if that wasn't your cup of tea, it still was awesome to see both of them back to back. You knew once you were done with Indy, okay, perfect. I get NASCAR in like an hour. So okay. um, I, I think this is a good opportunity though for a doubleheader weekend because NASCAR definitely wants to make it work. I think they work. I think it would be more fun if the tracks were different. I definitely don't hate that idea. And I'm going to do you one further. Ooh. So I'm not sure I love the idea of a doubleheader weekend at the same track, per se. Oh, I see where you're going. I don't think you know where I'm going. However, I think I know where you're going. I think I I I know exactly where you're going. I remember back when Penske first signed um, his IndyCar deal. It was like, what if we brought the Brickyard 400 to the month of May? I don't think that should be a thing anymore. No, I don't Just know. seeing how big of a success this weekend was, because like every series was up in ratings, and that was yeah. without fans. And I'm sure once you put more behind it and more promotion, it'll, yeah. it'll increase even further. However, imagine this same weekend next year in addition to the month of May. So I'm saying we'll have the IndyCar... Grand Prix two mm-hmm. weekends before the Indy 500, and then Indy 500 qualifying, and then the Indy 500. But then mm-hmm. we get a second Indy car race on the road course in the same day as the Xfinity series. And with there being a lot more preparation, not having to worry about coronavirus, maybe we see some one off cup driver appearances on the Indy road course. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. This could be Jimmy Johnson's time to shine, obviously. Uh, or even like a uh, an Indy car Xfinity true double header where like someone races both races like a AJ oh, yeah, Allmendinger no, or like double yeah or, or if, could definitely be one Cindric could be another one yeah or like if Penske wants to field a uh Xfinity series car for New Garden or something like that I think yeah I think it should be that weekend should be about togetherness kind of how it was this weekend like they yeah, promoted it like within the motorsports community definitely I mean I think that's far more ambitious than my idea Mm-hmm. But definitely something that I would not uh, stray away from. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, because I know Penske has been quoted saying we want more races at Indy. He said he'd be down for another Indy car race there. Even I know he's getting the one this year with the Harvest yeah. Grand Prix um, in October. I want to say it is, and that's just kind of to put another race. Oh on yeah, this. I forgot yeah. about that. So like, I mean, if they're already having two road course races, I don't see why they can't have another um, next year. Yeah, they could figure something out there. I mean, shit, like, we don't, I mean, we could even get Formula E to come through, maybe. Like, we could just get everyone. <laughs> dude, the V8 supercars come to America. Like, damn, dude. Just, Hell yeah. Look, I mean, honestly, <laughs> V8 supercars would fucking shred that course. I mean, oh, the yeah. way the Xfinity cars race. Oh, yeah. Oh, I come mean, on. There's, there's no better facility in the world to host all different types of motorsports than Indy because you it, have the it option does, it, it does of have a many, many good opportunities of a, of a good oval, like a historic oval plus a actual good road course and not something kind of like no offense against Daytona, but the, the road course there isn't the greatest from a mm. racing or just kind of viewing perspective because it's yeah. 90% of it or 80% of it's on just banked oval. And it's like, it's cool to see, but Indy, the way it's shaped, there's a lot of good passing zones, and you could even have different layouts. Like the last turn, yeah. you could just do the oval to get a better run through to the first yeah, turn. Yeah, or with that. yeah, <laughs> imagine having an yeah, issue. Yeah, dri- driver's side <laughs> impact on that wall. Won't yeah, be very fun. Yeah, um, so yeah, overall, awesome weekend for Indy. Hoping Penske can do something with it next year. Um, 
But yeah, let's uh, let's get right before we get into our picks for this weekend and preview this weekend. Let's talk about the big NASCAR schedule news that hasn't officially come out yet. I think. Let me yeah. Check so we're talking about the Watkins Glen situation here, and if you haven't heard, basically the mayor or mayor, the governor of New York has been very up on the fence about uh, the granting the waiver to the NASCAR teams and drivers to let them come into the state after traveling to more. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, contagious states trying mm-hmm. to keep everything safe. And even though that Watkins Glen is in upstate New York, I do applaud um, Governor Cuomo for just trying to at least keep his people safe, considering how terrible the outbreak was in New York City at, at the beginning of uh, March and April. So, I mean, it's understandable. I hate losing Watkins Glen. I, I, this isn't official at all, but the, the, the rumor is that um, NASCAR would move to the Daytona Roble, as we were kind of alluding to there. And uh, mm-hmm. Me and Kevin both agree. I don't. I don't think this is a good idea, um, especially. And Kevin and I both have different reasons why this isn't a good idea. I personally just don't think the racing would work there. Um, just from a standpoint of when you look at Turn One at the Daytona Roval, you need to be braking basically before the start finish line. You come yeah. to that checkered flag, and God forbid those two cars are side by side, they're going to just blow through Turn One when they're done with that, and like yeah. cause an accident that could cause injury. All um, right, so you know, we have Kevin's. breaking breaking, oh, news. breaking news. Hasn't officially dropped, but Pockers tweeted out, so, you know, oh, <laughs> it's well. official. So, the oh. Daytona Road Course is indeed replacing Watkins Glen, and here's the schedule for that weekend. Friday, Arca. Yeah. Saturday, Xfinity. Sunday, Trucks. Trucks at the what? Yeah. <laughs> Is this Slurn? Did Adam no, Slurn get swear. his hands on Pockers? I swear. And then, yes, the, uh, the Sunday Cup race in addition. To that, I, I'm excited to see trucks on that. That'd be cool. Yeah, hold on. Maybe we might have to rethink this. My, that, my opinion still stays the same, but check Pockers' Twitter. I'm, I'm checking right now, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get there. And also, Xfinity, Xfinity is still going to Road America, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... That's fine, at least. But, mm-hmm. I mean, going, I guess, breaking news, we can at least it, – it's still going to be the longest race of the NASCAR schedule, and that's going to be uh, quite the issue with stage racing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Dude, yeah, like that truck race is going to be like – get rid of the stage racing and just that make truck, it no cautions. Isn't the Xfinity race on Road Amer- at Road America usually like 40 laps? Yeah. So that truck it makes race no sense how they do. is going to be like 40 laps at Daytona. That is... <laughs> I, yeah. I don't love it, but it's like, eh. I mean, it's, that's 120, 150 miles. I feel like they could maybe make them a little bit longer. Maybe the truck race is like 50 laps and the cup race is 82 laps? Yep. I mean, yep, how okay. long is a lap? How long would a lap time even be around there? Um... I'm not sure. Oh, but the race did get bumped to Big NBC. Well, yeah, no shit. That's going to be something interesting that no one's yeah. ever seen before. Cool. Yeah. God, so what a, what a season we're in right now. I know, oh, dude. Weird shit's happening. <laughs> uh, um, again, I, I mean, Daytona. I here's another thing though. Florida is literally a fucking petri dish of disease right now. Why are we bringing these guys back here? All I'm saying is, I hope it rains that weekend. Yeah. No. Uh, when? When is that? Is that August? Uh, correct. Yes, oh, August sixteenth. Why would they? Why would we be, be worried about rain when we're for sure gonna get hit by a fucking hurricane during that weekend? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's yeah. August in Florida. It's the most predictable thing ever. I can't. 
I can't wait to see cars on a track where it's going to be raining and winds at 50 miles an hour. I don't even know if that's going to work. Ooh, tough news, though. No Eldora Dirt Derby. Oh, yeah, but uh, that we kind of saw that one coming. I mean, I had been talking to a lot of my friends about it. It seemed unlikely that like they would be able to host that, considering that is one of the few tracks on the schedule that specifically relies on mm-hmm. actual uh, people physically being at the track. Oh, it's raining again. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Florida in the summertime. Um, so, yeah, that's sad, though. I do like the Eldora race, but um, last year wasn't the most exciting. So, yeah, uh, it, I think this would have been, you know, not to really get anyone too excited. This could have been the debut of uh, Haley Deegan in, in the trucks, I feel like. Could have been the hey. Maybe they'll put her on the uh the the truck race Daytona with the road course. <laughs> I mean, she the arc is gonna be there. So, <laughs> oh fuck yeah, that yeah. Dude. I I can't. How the fuck is Arca gonna handle doing the Daytona Roval? They can barely handle doing any of the actual uh, plate tracks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I wish I I could go. Like, I mean, I definitely can, Arca but I really don't want to be turn one. <laughs> I'm not sure how being in public in Florida right now is going to work out. Um, yeah, I don't think there'll be fans at this or the race in August stuff uh, or the. I actual... think they'll have limited capacity, kind of like Talladega did. But if, but it's uh, Florida. It's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. We'll see how. Kevin, uh, if, if there's the crew a does. chance that we could do this, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go. I would I'll... definitely be more inclined to go to the, um, the what's it called. I'm the, going blank. Uh, All Star. No, the Coke Zero Four Hundred is what I'm I would to be say. more inclined to obviously do that, considering the implications. But I mean, it's also a road course for the Cup Series. This could be another one-off wild card race. I mean, you never know what could happen there. <laughs> All I'm saying, no, there's is a I'm, lot of I'm variables that have just been added to the NASCAR season. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, well, at least they're uh, getting a second road course. This is true. I'm gutted for Watkins Glen, though, man. I know. I know. Yeah. Watkins Glen, especially especially considering how good the race was two years ago. And even if you didn't enjoy last year's race, I mean, I was I was curious to see what the package would have done this year at Watkins Glen because they got rid of the giant spoilers there. So it, it would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. But Chase Elliott definitely probably feels the most gutted considering that was almost a guaranteed win for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Elliott. I mean, he's still got the win already. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, dude, if you're Chase, like, you want more wins considering how difficult it's been to just maintain. I don't even know what the. We didn't even talk about um the crazy shit at uh, the brickyard with fucking his pit strategy. And we didn't even talk about the pit road accident. We, we yeah, we alluded to it. Um, we alluded we'll, to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll jump we'll back to that, about real that in a quick. second. We'll, we'll get to that one. Because there's actual news that came out of that that's very positive, so we'll get yes. out of we'll get to that in a minute once we're um to rounding up the field. So, wow, dude, that's crazy as fuck with the yeah. schedule now. So, um, but we still have a lot of races in between that, including this weekend at Kentucky. So, uh, who's excited to go back to Fox? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We I, get two I, more races with them. We get I them come... this weekend, and then we get the All Star race. Oh, I completely that? forgot that there was. Yes, I do hear that. Dawson Perez with Anthony on the rain. I completely forgot that um, the Xfinity series was running a doubleheader, which means there's literally a race tomorrow night there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit, there is. Yeah. So that's going to be fun considering the mm-hmm. Xfinity series has been nothing but madness this year. Um, yeah, the doubleheader weekend for Xfinity worked really well at Homestead, unless your name is Noah Gragson. So yeah, <laughs> um, I w- w- do we expect more madness? 
We uh, I I don't see why we wouldn't. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with the Xfinity guys, especially considering that uh, you know, this is a track that kind of resembles a little bit of a flat Phoenix, so maybe Brandon Jones time. Maybe okay. So the Cup race, uh, just going back to that real quick at Daytona Road Course, will be 65 laps, which I think will be the shortest ever lap count in a Cup race. We'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, I think NASCAR really has to do away with the cautions being the end of the stages for these things. Mm-hmm. Just. I feel like if there was ever a time to just say, fuck it, this is the time. I get commercials, <laughs> I get it. But the, the, the caution laps are already too long for the um, Cup Xfinity. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, and then if you do it on a road course, you're basically losing so many laps by doing that. It's not fair to the fans. It's, it, it, it's ruined strategy, in my opinion. I know for you it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Um, I mean, the, the, I the they, pit delta now. The pit delta now is going to be insane. Oh, the pit delta! Hell. You could you could pit and like <laughs> from the lead and not not even being last. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I, I Rick Ware is just look, looking at themselves like how how are we going to do this? Our cars can barely turn left. How the fuck are we going to get them to turn right? Yeah, I mean, I guess now that I've seen races on the Daytona Road Course live, I'm a little bit more excited for it. But yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, back to Kentucky. Um, okay. Yeah. Doubleheader. I think this one is making up for the New Hampshire Xfinity race. I have no clue. I just know I, the schedule is is given to me on a plate, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so two Xfinity races, trucks race, and Sunday Cup race, which is going to be weird because the Cup race usually at Kentucky is under the lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. I wonder how um, this is going to change things. Yeah, daytime might actually make that a little bit better of a show, more slipping yeah, and sliding around. It's, it's then... going to definitely be a little bit more slipping and sliding, especially, but or it could just be another Texas race. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I guess we can talk a little bit about our picks now. So yes. as far as last week went, I caught back up to Kevin. I'm now seven points behind him at 443. Kevin has 450. So, so you Alex, didn't catch up is what you're saying. I mean, I, I gained 11 points on you, so that's catching up, in my opinion. All, all I'm saying is I am still looking forward, and no one is ahead of me. All right. Well, Alex is still about 60, 59 points behind, and Methy scored negative one points last week, so not, not a great week for Methy. Nice. So what happens when you pick Martin Truex Jr.? <laughs> at, or, I'm sorry, you pick Truex Jr. That is what happens when you pick Denny Hamlin to win the race and mm-hmm. nothing else happens. I don't have picks from Alex and Methy. Methy is actually out of town this week. Um, told me that he would get me his picks when he gets the chance. Let me just double check that. Yeah, he doesn't have um, he doesn't have his picks right mm-hmm. now. So, but me and you can do this right now, and I'll I'll, I'll post it on. I'll try and post it on Twitter this week. It's been a rough week, for me, so cut me yeah. some slack here. Um, okay, so Kevin. Since you once again are still in the lead, I will let you go first. <laughs> really, doesn't I'm make a difference. so honestly, I think it's just smart for me right now while he's still a dark horse to go with Christopher Bell. Okay, I mean he has. I think he's won at Kentucky before in the Xfinity series, and he's been showing. Oh, also about Christopher Bell, which we didn't mention until right now because we didn't realize he is no longer going to qualify. Um, 36 because he is in the top 24 on points. Wow, good for him. He finally yeah. is going to get an opportunity to uh, 
to start a little bit closer. Thank yeah, God. which means he's he'll 100%. start twelfth. No, he'll, he'll start, start he'll start twenty fourth. <laughs> I don't know. I think the I think luck's starting to turn around for Chris Rubel, and then we can stop using him as a dark horse finally. Yep. But um, yeah, for for now, I'm gonna go with him. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh wait, I accidentally wrote Chris Rubel on my name. I need to fix that. Yikes! Yikes! Tough, tough break. Um, I'm gonna go with the other rookie. I'm gonna go with Cole Custer. He had a great. Finally, had a great showing. Felt like this is a long time coming. So I like uh, how you Ryan, say the other rookie while John Hunter Nemechek's literally ahead of them both in points. I know, right? Or you know, <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Poole also. That's existed. true. I, um, dude, I, for, yeah. I forgot he was there. Oh my I gosh. know he's a rookie, man. Who would have thought? Uh, it happens. It's like Max yeah. Smith last year. Um. So yeah, no, I'm definitely looking for Cole Custer to keep the momentum up. It, I I feel like. He has the experience at Kentucky just having race there enough in the Xfinity series, so he's not going to be like a star, starry-eyed rookie going into mm-hmm. there. Um, so definitely looking forward to him having another good performance with Stuart Haas. Um, so who's your sleeper? My sleeper for this weekend is a guy who's been running really good lately. Um, <laughs> it's probably pretty so obvious. Hard. <laughs> I mean... The streak, the momentum is doing good for him, so I don't yeah. see why it would stop now. Eric Almirola. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even going to deny it. I'm also picking Eric Almirola. I mean, let's ride the high while Dude, we can, right? he has so many top fives in a row. It's it's like, until he shows me that he can't do it, I'm going to keep picking Eric Almirola because he's, like, mm-hmm. low-key the hottest driver in NASCAR right now besides yep. Hamlin and Harvick. Yep. It's like, it's... It's ridiculous how good he is. So definitely Eric Almirola for another top five. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and who's your favorite? So Kentucky's only had, I want to say, four or maybe five now winners throughout I his career. There's a lot of Keselowski, Bush, Bush, Kenseth. Yeah, what I'm saying is there's a lot of multi-time winners. And yeah, I think I'm going to continue that trend. And I'm going to go with Keselowski. Okay. Yes. I don't. I don't see Brad really. I mean, then again, he did finish in third or fourth. Yeah, I mean, at, he's at, at Brickyard. That was very. That was a very quiet fourth place. Exactly, and I feel like Kozlowski's been running better, especially with his two recent wins. Um, so I don't see. Yeah. I mean, I, it, my thing is Kentucky. It's always the same guys up front, and I wanted to go with Kyle Busch, but yeah. I, I still don't see that raw speed, and I think Kozlowski has a beat on him in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to pick Kyle Busch two weeks in a row after he basically finished in sixth and did nothing at Indy. It's it's starting that I, I know I said last week this is the week that Kyle Busch is gonna get his ass in gear and like now it's gonna be the <laughs> summer of Bush, but I'm I'm starting to feel a little less confident about that. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready to make that that switch yet. So I'm gonna go and say we'll get a first time winner here and it's gonna be someone that has been absolutely Hot, and I'm sticking with the wheelhouse of Stuart Haas. Give me Kevin Harvick because I need yeah. points. I Shout out all... to Kevin. Hold up. Shout out to Kevin Harvick for having an average finish of 6.9 this year. Nice. Nice. Dude, honestly, <laughs> though, I picked all Stuart Haas drivers. I picked Custer, Almirola, Harvick. It's, <laughs> they look like the best team right now. Yeah. No, they, they definitely didn't have any issues at, at Indy. I mean, all four of those drivers were – Kept it pretty good, honestly. And even yeah, if like Boyer I, is just kind of like becoming the lame duck there, it's like Boyer is still a top 10 driver. Like 20, he'll get you 15th. Like yeah. <laughs> Boyer got 16th in, in, huh? in the race last week, and that helped uh, Methy get four points that he desperately needed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we'll figure it out. I was my heart was saying Denny Hamlin, but I I don't think Hamlin's really been like the most successful driver at Kentucky. And I feel like Harvick is just a guy like he's never won at Kentucky, and and obviously like you know he's already broken the streak at at, at Pocono. I feel like it's only fair he gets it done at Kentucky, and then obviously he'll be my pick at the Roval. Yeah, I mean he Kevin hasn't Harvick won. What he hasn't won on Pocono, which he now has. Yeah, Kentucky, he hasn't won in Kentucky. And then I think just the Roval. Yeah, and wow. obviously the Roval's only been around for two years. Yeah, so really not much of a, a you know royal list of drivers that have won there. It's only that, Chase Elliott. And, and that's the, why I'm, I'm so not like. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Daytona Road Course, but just like from a history standpoint, like oh, if I guess Kevin Harvick's never won at the Daytona. Road that's course what either. I'm saying. Like Kyle, <laughs> Bush, Kyle Busch, for a moment in time, won on every racetrack he competed on, and then they added the Roval, and it's yeah. like, okay, never mind. And then this year, it's like, well, if he doesn't win that race, which he very well might, just because he had the Rolex 24 experience this year, so he knows that track. Um, but if he doesn't win it, it's like, ah, well, he didn't win there, and it's technically the truth, which is the best kind of truth. Yeah, technically, yes. technically you are correct, the best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Um, did I cut out there for a second? No, you were fine. Okay, someone called me on the phone, sorry. Yeah. All right, so... Anthony's right, popular, no. confirmed. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so we'll get Alex and Methy's picks, I'm sure that, uh, it'll... It'll probably be very similar to ours. I'm sure everyone's going to pick Almirola this <laughs> <Yep>. week. <laughs> um, okay, so let's round out the field then. And I guess we need to uh, start with what we forgot with Indy. So obviously, um, we, we kind of brushed on it with the, uh, um, the incident on pit road early on lap 12 with Truex getting knocked out of the race early. But, you know, a scary scene. Indy has probably the, the skinniest um, pit road yeah. of any track. So that's sure. obviously going to add to the danger because the crew guys are out pretty far. Um, tough. I don't know what started it. I really like look at that replay and I can't tell what started that pile up. It looked like someone was trying to get into their stall, hit the brakes and just everyone piled up. Um, that, and it just led to a really scary situation where one of the crew guys for Ryan Blaney's team got pinned between Blaney's car and, um, and Brennan Poole's car, and it was just mm-hmm. that, that was one of the scariest things I've seen. I had to look away because I was really genuinely worried for that guy. I thought he broke his leg. Um, he yeah, when... he did. Um, he fractured it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say when they first showed that replay, I was like, ah, I wouldn't be showing this <laughs> just because. Yeah, like, no, I was like, this we... is like. Yeah, we didn't know. But then we saw him crawl away, which is what a bad. Yeah, he crawled away (laughs) immediately. I mean, when he was going into the ambulance, it was a thumbs up to the, I guess, NASCAR chasm in the Pagoda. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, for sure. Just just definitely, though, a scary scene. So yesterday we got an update. Um, The the crew guy's name is Zach Price. So um, it said he had a, a tibial plateau fracture. Doctor said where the bone fragment is, it's not a load-bearing area. It should be just fine. I mean, the fact of the matter is that he could return this season to work on Ryan Blaney's car again. There's no surgery needed. He probably needs to be out three to four months but um, to give that bone time to heal, but he'll be on crutches for three to four weeks. He can put more weight on it right now. He's not trying to hyperextend it. Um, he's going to get a follow-up appointment in August. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Shouts out Zach Price. Um you know, he that is the toughest son of a bitch I've I've seen in a long time right there since Ryan Newman. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that was that was awesome to see him, you know, okay. Cause obviously, you know, a lot of older NASCAR fans think back to the situation that happened in nineteen ninety at Atlanta where one of Bill Elliott's crew guys were crushed 
on um pit road with Ricky Rudd's car. It was just shit like that is really scary. And it, it bodes the question with the competition caution. Is it necessary to put all 40 cars on the, the pit road at the same time when they're all on the lead lap like that? That, that, that leads to a lot of danger on a small pit road like that. Yeah, that's that's the thing that like makes me the most uneasy about the whole incident. It was because of a competition caution. Yeah, but, like like I, I mean, I get they need to have one, especially at Indy. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Oh no, but, they like, absolutely need to have yeah. one, but they didn't. <laughs> it just to, maybe oh, man. <laughs> they could have done what they did at Darlington, where yeah, you can come in, guys. Your position on the track won't change. Just do what you need to do. Rather than this is a live pit stop where everyone's on the lead lap and no yeah. one's out of the race. I mean but, that's um, two, that's two years on our, in a row where we've seen um, incident yeah. on pit road, so and I get that it, it's again, a track made for indie cars, which are yeah. I mean there's not as many running first of all, and it's it's easier for them. But yeah, when you put yeah. uh, <laughs> heavier cars, wider cars, thicker cars, all that, it, it can get trouble. And yeah, we're glad we're talking yeah, we about will... it in a way that that guy's okay now. But yeah, that... yeah, thank God. They got that was um that was a lot to deal with and it took out a lot of cars there it took out Allgaier took out yep. uh, Priest I believe um, yeah and then we got one of the uh, more um depending on how you look at it funnier uh, images of the year with the Trump car basically destroyed <laughs> yeah that was unfortunate yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into rounding out the field on that in a second <laughs> yeah um yeah. A, a lot there so um yeah uh, Kevin what do you got then. Yeah, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, so, had a great weekend at Indy with all racing, and then we wake up Monday morning and see a tweet from the president saying, basically, Confederate apologize. flag good, Bubba Wallace bad, apologize. Bubba and Wallace, apologize. Just, her, just so, so, Why? so misinformed. Like, yeah. Why did we need this right now? Like, we're doing fine, and then it's like, it's like someone, it's like your ex-girlfriend knocking on your door, just being like, by the way, six months ago, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, it's just. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, like, it's not even, if it was at the peak of it, I yeah, can Yeah, it least, was at the peak, I, I don't. I want to agree with it, but, like, I, I no. agree the timing, but the timing was just so off. Yeah it, yeah, it was just, like, great. Like, we were just past this, and, yeah. like, you know, we were we were moving in the right direction, trying to understand how we can all you know, be better, figure things out. I mean, NASCAR community, you can't take away the fact that they came together and Donald Trump is like, oh no, I'm going to fuck that up too. It's like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. It, it was unnecessary. It caused more drama. And then of course we get like, you know, drivers speaking out, like being like, you know, Tyler Reddick, especially like, you know, we don't need to apologize to you essentially in this tweet. And then it gets deleted an hour later. And like, Everyone was really high on what Tyler Reddick said, and then you have a, a situation like that. That's sketch. And it's like, who told him to do that? Was it his sponsors? Was it Pop Pop? Like, who's telling Tyler Reddick to delete his tweets? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a really, I, I guess it, was, it, yeah. it was unnecessary drama. It was just unnecessary drama that NASCAR community did not need. But I guess Trump was really just upset that his car got destroyed on lap 12. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get more opportunities to watch that car finish in 25th. It's fine. Yes. So the um. Hey, wait. Can I just say something? Can we please stop hating on Corey Lejoy for this? It's not his fault that the oh yeah, Lejoy didn't do the sponsor. Shit. It's not yeah. Lejoy that said I want to specifically be sponsored by Trump. It was Go Fast Race. If you want to be mm-hmm. upset at anyone, which who cares? Like I get it, but this happens in every political election year that they have these cars. Like there was a Trump car in Xfinity in 2016. There's always going to be cars like this just because. 
the GOP is more branded in NASCAR than the Democratic Party is. I mean, shit. I don't see why Joe Biden can't spend money on putting a NASCAR car, NASCAR, NASCAR car, a sponsored <laughs> car out there. I can't believe I did that. Um, you know, it's just like we don't need to get mad at the drivers for this. It's not like they, I, Matt Kenseth does not go out there racing the McDonald's car knowing that he's damn well is not going to want to race in it. Like, you yeah. know, it's <laughs> like, you know, we can't get mad at these drivers for what sponsorships they get just because it's the team that decides. So mm-hmm. let's. Let's calm down here, and let's bring also CBD cars back into the mix, but that's for another <laughs> Yes. Okay, right. so, Indy 500 news, and this is corresponding with our uh, the, the new NASCAR schedule that was posted yes. out. So, the, what, the tweet I'm seeing is Indy 500 is going to start around 2.30, which is a little weird, because I, I thought it was usually a, a noon rate, or a, yeah, like a noon start. Yeah, um, no, well, that's just because it had, like, multiple races on the same day. So what is scheduled that is for that day? So the Indy 500 will start around 2.30 on big NBC, obviously. Yeah, but then the obviously. cup race that day is the um, second half of Dover. Um, I, I don't know if you saw, but Dover and Michigan are now doubleheaders officially. What the fuck? Why oh, am I yeah, missing you, these? You didn't see that? Yeah, so that's when, when the whole this? thing... On, on the same release as the Daytona race. All right, hold on. I, I actually have to look at Bob Pockers' tweet now. 14 <laughs> tweets in the last hour. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, um, Michigan and um, Dover, their second weekends originally scheduled will now be doubleheader weekends. Is basically the gist of it. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so anyways, the Indy 500 um, and that cup race at Dover will be going on at the same time and I'm I'm sorry to say to the Dover race but you're getting the that. you're getting the stream and Indy's getting the big TV. <laughs> well thank God NFL's not on and I have to figure out where my third television is going to That's true go, yeah. But, uh... We are we're 2 weeks ahead of that so that's good. All right. Um if NFL even happens that's yeah, it'll happen. Oh man, that's going to be a lot. So wait, what races basically got cut out for Dover and Michigan to get double headers? Which you said doubleheader for Michigan was never going to happen. So, ha! Egg on your I, face, idiot. I said it was going to happen on a normal year. Um, it's basically their races that were supposed to be earlier this year getting the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to sound like an idiot. What's WWT Raceway? Gateway. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. God damn it. I don't know what. What does that mean? Worldwide track? Worldwide raceway? technology. It's that same sponsor that Bubba no, it's has. No, ga- it's Gateway. It's Gateway. We're, we're calling it Gateway. Yes. We're um, calling it the shitty computer company from the 2000s. I, I cannot <laughs> stand you on cannot, there. You cannot even. You don't even know what that is, do you? I don't. Yes, I don't. Um, but yeah, I'm that race. That race weekend for Gateway. Good news. It'll have fans, which is good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Gateway. Mm-hmm. Also, you like it. It does produce some pretty good racing. I know the Truck Series is usually really good there, and obviously, oh, I Arca's love Gateway. Had, yeah, Arca's had some great races there in the past. So that's okay. I mean, yeah. definitely around the Daytona weekend, that's going to be a lot to deal with. But um, I can't believe we got one, two, three, four, five, six Dover races in one weekend. There's six. Yeah, we got Arca and Gander on Friday, Xfinity Cup on Saturday, Xfinity Cup on Sunday. And Sheesh. of course, the way the NASCAR schedule goes, it's going to rain. Oh, yeah, for rain. sure. Of course it's going to rain. For sure. Just, just fucking put rain tires on. The season's a farce. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> God, what, what, a, what a stern bomb coming from Pockers over here. Yeah, I didn't. Damn, yeah, that's. I, I hope Dover can have fans because that's going to be great value if they can go. 
Yeah, no, I feel like Dover is one of the states that, or Dover, Delaware is one of the states. <laughs> let's you. let's be real. Dover is what makes Delaware a state. Nothing else. Yeah. What, what <laughs> else? Uh, I mean, Joe Flacco went there. Oh, okay. I, yeah, sorry so to that's... sorry to disrespect an elite quarterback. Yes, an elite yes. Uh, Super Bowl mm-hmm. winning quarterback. To you. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Um, what else we got that we can round out the field with? I know that we're forgetting something. Um, we've already talked schedules. Um, Formula One got... hasn't updated their schedule yet officially. I don't think they will until they get through Austria. Then they can figure yeah. out what to do from there because they see, obviously need to see the success. From this weekend, yeah, the, they're probably not going to bring fans to any of the races up until maybe like September the earliest. Yeah, the uh, the Canadian Tire race got canceled Fuck. for trucks, which is a shame. I do like that race, even if last yeah. year was boring. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Poor Brett Moffat, he's never going to win a race now. <laughs> um, what else? We I'm going on Reddit. Um, oh, F1 the game. The video game comes out. <laughs> tomorrow night I'm, I'm so i've that. actually if you want to talk video games real quick so a couple of my friends got early access um releases to nascar heat 5 and um the f1 games and <laughs> um the f1 game definitely is it looks awesome it drives awesome it's great um highly recommend playing that one on a wheel um on a okay. controller on a, if you're going to play on a controller and you've never played an F1 game, turn um, stability control on so you don't wheel spin into eternity every time. Okay, that, that's literally me, so I appreciate that. Um, what else is there? So, I mean, yeah, definitely F1 is looking like another solid um, entry into the series from Codemasters, whereas Heat mm-hmm. 5, they um, if you drive through one of the billboards on Road America, it, it clips you through it. There's no oh. physics for that. So, um, okay. Uh, where we have the um, superiority of Codemasters, we have the uh, bonk of... Um, bonk. It's a great way to put it. Go, go to Horny Trail. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't know. NASCAR Heat 5, though, is just NASCAR Heat 4.5. No one was expecting anything. What I have heard, and I will say this, I'll keep my uh, sources um, nameless, but they did say NASCAR Heat 6 is going to have huge changes for the franchise in such okay. positive ways that you're going to you're it's almost not going to be the same recognizable game essentially Good. they're going to be doing a lot to not only make the physics better but they're going to be doing a lot to make the gameplay a lot more fun in career mode so get ready for some crazy shit for that so if you want to cool. i i said that nascar heat 5 should have been a 30 dollar game since it's basically just a roster update yep. um a couple maybe like graphics changes but definitely if you're looking for a racing game, is F1 2020. I mean, did you see the career mode um, updates they did in that? Oh, yeah, dude. It's I'm excited so, to start Costello Motorsports. Dude, I can't wait to make <laughs> my own team in that also. That's, like, probably the most <laughs> exciting thing that came out of it. Sign some young George Russells and uh, and Latifis, get them in the car. Maybe a stop of Van Dorn here and there. And, and uh, you know, that, that's going to be a lot of fun to play that game. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a steering wheel, though. Um, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say two things. So I have technically now driven my own car on part of a NASCAR road course or oh, track. Where, where because I, I, I did drive around the uh, the International Horseshoe, as it's called, with my own uh, car. Technically, you did drive me around there, too, I think. Or did uh, No, no I, I did not. I've but walked yeah. on it. I've walked on it. Nice. It's, uh, it's fun. Um, That's cool. 
And I've then too, right? they haven't NASCAR announced tracks. the rest of the NASCAR schedule just because they're waiting on seeing what happens with EDC Vegas. Um, Wait, the only on. sidebar is that happening? Maybe that's that's what oh they're trying God. to figure out. If it's happening, Bro, then <laughs> it's if it happens. I think it's the same weekend as Talladega, but they would need to change the. Um, oh. They they would need to swap the Texas and Vegas races because of setup and whatnot. Yeah, we'll no see. shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that setup's insane. Yeah. Oh man, dude! If that's the same weekend as Talladega, fuck! What do I do? Go to Talladega. Go to go. To, go you go to Vega. Are you kidding me? I haven't been to a music festival since March. <laughs> I that you know you know me. Although that would be mad expensive and probably not worth. I was I do, gonna say. I do love music festivals, but I, I'm so out of shape right now from just sitting down all the time in quarantine. During 4th of July, I stood, I was standing for like more than three hours, and like the next day, my calves were on fire. That's how out of shape I am from quarantine. That's really nice. concerning, Kevin. Nice. All right. To wrap things up, um, Andy Lally just put his resume on Twitter saying, Hey, I will drive the. Daytona Road Course Race and Rick, the Rick Ware Racing has already the, contacted the hashtag Lally Palooza should now be trending. I'm actually going to tweet <laughs> Lally Palooza right now. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter and you're wondering why I, t- <laughs> um, I saw Natalie Decker is cleared to race, so uh, God, I hope she races at the Daytona Road. Oh God, <laughs> how do you, oh, God. I don't know how to spell Lally Palooza. Uh, Chasm tweeted it out, so just go to that and copy it. Oh, perfect. Okay, yep. perfect. All right. Well, I don't really have much else. Um, what do you, what else you got? Um, Beats by Dr. Dre announced a personal deal with Bubba Wallace, which is super cool. Oh yeah, dude. The car, yeah. the car designs. My buddy, our our good personal friend, uh, Noah Sweet, aka oh, sweet. Lefty made one of the designs for that. I saw, I think Harris Lucrative or Lucrate, I don't know how to spell it, say his name, but Harris. I know who you're talking about. Yep. You know who I'm talking about. He's on like one of the NASCAR commercials too. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a design, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was Pistana. I don't know. I'm, I'm friends with some of the guys in that community, but definitely I want to see that car because not only A, does it look awesome, it also could be an opportunity for Petty to do maybe a tribute to Adam Petty this year because that those colors are very similar to his sprint scheme and you know the 20 year anniversary of his untimely death i mean that could be an opportunity maybe for you know the southern 500 if that happens you know Mm -hmm. so or just whatever throwback weekend i i would not be it's a sick looking car and i'm definitely shouts you know happy to see bubba getting more sponsorship opportunities because this is exactly what was going to happen you know he he's speaking out against um you know intolerance and he's speaking out about or speaking up about unity and um you know togetherness and you know for equal rights and everything so definitely that's going to bring more sponsorship to him i'm hoping nike hops on board too like they did with kaepernick yeah we'll see i mean he is literally he's gonna get more sponsorship he's gonna get more sponsorship the the beat steel is a personal deal, but yeah, I would not be surprised to see a bunch of fortune 500 companies say, Hey, we want to hop on Bubba's car and for that car in turn to be running a lot faster, mm-hmm. either whether it be the end of this year or next year he's or got the more next gen car this season. I feel like that he's had, I know he's years. So imagine like we, we, he's been running good this year. Imagine what he can do with a couple million more and sponsorship coming his way. Exactly. It's definitely, there's a lot of exciting things happening in NASCAR. Mm. That is definitely one of them. You know, obviously now we got the Daytona Roval. Kevin, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. That's, uh, 
this is this is getting fun in the racing world. Oh yeah, man, it's it's a good. I mean, the first half of this year sucked, <laughs> but yeah, yeah but as as sports fans, there there's a lot of good things to look forward to. Yeah, this fall is gonna be amazing. You can't wait. I, I, I legitimately, and then, and then we get the playoffs and, and the wackiness that's going to be happening there. Mm-hmm. We can watch the Red Sox suck together. Oh, okay, calm down. Calm <laughs> the fuck down. They have such an easy schedule considering they get to play the Marlins and Mets and Orioles and Blue Jays. The only competition they have to deal with is maybe the Braves and Phillies and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget about, about my. Uh, I was like, don't forget about my Rays. Bubba has three top tens, and he had only three top tens in 2018 as a whole. So, already doing pretty solid halfway through the year. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes right now. He also has a better average finish. His average finish this season is 18.7, compared to his average finishes of 24.5 and 23.9 in previous year. Yeah. That's, that's solid right there. So, yeah, just last thing. I don't expect anything else in the schedules to change in terms of American motorsports. Right now, I'm looking at the IndyCar schedule, and it looks like Portland and Laguna Seca are still scheduled to host races. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, we, we were playing everything by year. I didn't even know yeah. dealing with like, changes with Michigan and Dover now. That's like, what I'm just, saying. We'll, 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 we'll play it one week at a time, so that's going to be... Um, yeah, so the upcoming this weekend, we have not only four NASCAR races, we have a doubleheader at Road America with IndyCar, Austria. Yeah, F1. oh my god. Um, so yeah, it's going to be another great racing weekend. Yeah, we'll see you guys there. Real quick shout out to our partners at uh, Stadium Scene TV. Make sure to check them out for new podcasts. Um, you know, interesting, different uh, takes on sports between soccer, lacrosse, baseball, football, basketball, um, NASCAR with us, racing in general. Um, so yeah, check out Stadium Scene TV, and if you're a podcast creator or video content creator, make sure to check out their MVP network to get you guys hooked up with more listeners. And shouts out to all our listeners. Last week we had a great episode. We hope that you guys have enjoyed this one. Um, until next week, I have been Anthony, and I have been Kevin. Thanks, y'all. Love uh, you so much. Love you guys. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTL and podcast. Bye. Bye.
I'm the boss. And I'm not.